everybody, and welcome back to another exciting edition of Active Quest. This is episode 28, and I'm your host, Joseph Yaden. And if you notice that maybe I sound differently, I don't know if I actually do. It's because we're all experimenting with noise cancellation with our mic. So I've got a cardboard box around my mic right now, and hopefully it sounds better. <laughs> if it sounds worse, I'm sorry. Let us I think know. I don't hear a lot of echo. I think it sounds a lot better. I, I don't, I'm just so bad I, I, at, like, telling with audio, like, I'm not an audio guy, you know, so I can't tell. Um, the, lovely, the lovely voice you just heard was Josh Nichols. Hello, Josh. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this box thing. I hope it works. I don't know. Um, and, of course, uh, joined by Chris Penwell. How's it going, Chris? Hi. Good, good. I have a PlayStation Classic box around my um, Snipeball USB microphone. And uh, the funny thing is that Josh, when I said that, it's like, oh, finally, it has a use. <laughs> you know what's so funny you bring that up is I actually just got one too. Um, and yeah. I paid about 25 bucks for mine. On Amazon? Uh, I saw it went on sale in there. Uh, no, I didn't get it from Amazon. I got it from Best Buy. I, oh, right I on. But. I'm going to yeah. buy one, but like, I'm going to mob the ever living fuck out of it. Like, that's the only reason yeah. I want it. And, like, and by honestly, default, it, it's not good in my opinion. Well, yeah, and I think the lineup, obviously, I mean, we've, people have talked to death about the lineup, but for 25 bucks, I think the lineup is fine. It's good. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. There, are a couple, there are a couple, like, rare games on there and stuff, so. The, uh, um, I've got the Sega Genesis Classic pre-ordered on Amazon, so, you know, no money down, they'll charge you when it ships, but I'm, I'm waiting. The game list is great, but I want to see how it runs. If it's, like, the NES and SNES Classic, cool, but if they're like, oh, we've got the PAL versions for some of these, and this, like, if, if oh, it's yeah. one of those things, then like, no, I'm out. Unless that's easy to mod, then you know. Right. But, yeah, yeah, I think for modding purposes, it's 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 worth. I it. don't even think you need to mod it. I think you just need a keyboard um, to be. Yeah, for that part, you can plug Classic. a keyboard in. Yeah, and then you can change the settings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Because um, they're using cool. like an open source emulator. That's what's yeah. kind of funny too. Huh. Well, maybe maybe I'll experiment with that this week and report back on. Definitely do the episode. keyboard thing because some of the games run at a different frame rate, and you can fix that really easily. So yeah, mm, okay. Well, uh, this episode, uh, we, there's not really like any major like groundbreaking news, um, but there are a lot of like smaller things. And then I know Josh is really uh, probably happy about the Alan Wake thing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into we'll get into that too. That's probably I think one of the bigger stories. Um so yeah. And the fact uh, that they were talking like it didn't just happen quietly. Like Remedy tweeted about it too. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that later on in the show. Um so yeah, there just a few pieces of news. Um uh, there's an interesting change in the PlayStation Plus lineup, which is ne- I don't think it's ever happened before. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, Sony was talking about acquiring more studios, which I mean, with <laughs> they better be if if you're looking at something like micro, you know, a company like Microsoft who's acquiring studios left and right. Uh, Marvel Games is going to be at San Diego Comic Con, so we'll talk more on that. Uh, and then I know you know we were talking about Bloodstained last week and how the Switch version is kind of you know. <laughs> not up to par with the other platforms and so uh the, the developer was talking about when a fix is coming for that so we'll we'll cover that and then we'll just close the, the news with some nintendo online stats which i think is fascinating um so there's that we also uh, are integrating a new uh, segment into the show uh, and that is listener questions um so what we're going to be doing i know we mentioned this last week but i just want to reiterate uh, every week, we're going to put up a thread on Twitter uh, via the ActiveQuest account 
on Fridays and uh, just inquiring for your your questions for uh, that week's episode. We usually record on Sundays and then we post, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere in there, maybe maybe even as early as Monday. Um, so yeah, just to just to remind everybody that you can put in your questions uh, through the weekend and then we'll get to them uh, on Sunday when we record. So we actually have a few questions today and we'll get to that after the news. Um, and then finally, we'll close the show, of course, with what we've been playing. Um, I've been, I, I dove into a game that I put a lot of time into last year, uh, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, I got a code for uh, Red Faction Gorilla Remastered Edition on the Switch. That fucking title, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Uh, and then it's good. And then some of us have been still been playing uh, Mario Maker Two, so we'll maybe touch a little bit more on that. There isn't a whole lot else to say on that because. We, we pretty much covered it last week. Uh, Chris, you're playing arguably one of the best games of all time right now. Let's not spoil it, but we'll... we'll... I just started. Okay, just started. cool. And then, Josh, it looks like you're playing uh, Sea of Thieves. Interesting. So we'll talk about that later on. Um, let's see. Sorry, just one second. I noticed a change on the on the dock here. What did you... Oh, okay. Include... Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for adding that, Josh. Josh has added a piece of news. Cool. Um, all right, well... If you guys are ready, you want to get into some news? Yeah. Josh, you, are you awake over there? Yeah, yeah. I was just, uh, I was just uh, read, reading through uh, what Chris was playing, and it was pretty. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I don't. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it now. But yeah, that's a fantastic <laughs> game you're playing. All right, let's do some news. So let's start with this story here, which is absolutely bonkers, in my opinion. So, all right, let's let's set this up a little bit. So, um, as you know, last week we covered the PlayStation Plus games that were announced. It was uh, Horizon Chase Turbo, which was some, like, racing game, and uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 19. Well, it was almost pretty much unanimous that that lineup was not great. And so everybody was, you know, mad about it, and uh, they complained, and to the point where Sony actually changed it, which is I don't think has ever happened. I don't happened think it's happened before. either. No. Yeah, and so not only did they change it, which is wild in and of itself, but the game they replaced it with is actually really awesome. Um, they replaced it with uh, Detroit Become Human and the, the the digital deluxe edition, which actually comes with Heavy Rain yeah. digitally through PS4 as well. Um, and I just, man, I just have never seen that before. It's amazing that they. And that's relatively it with, new. That came out like about a year ago. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's not even so. That so yeah, that that's what happened. But there it raises a couple questions, I think, and I wanted to to ask you guys what, like, how you think <coughs> this works. So, uh, the the fact that they were able to so quickly uh, replace a game means that they had something ready in the pipeline. So. How does that work? Do they just have a series of games that are like backups? Probably not. Do they? I assume they have all this stuff planned well in advance, right? But from like, what I understand, yeah, they are done pretty pretty far in advance. Like you know, like they're set up. Like that's why I'm so surprised they changed it. You know? Yeah, but like also by the same token, like this kind of 
uh, I guess, proves maybe that if you complain, you get what you want. And I don't know that that's a great lesson. Yeah. But, like, what if next month isn't great and we complain? Or, or is Sony expected to change that too? I think I one of the main reasons that Sony changed it is because people were already, um, from what I understand, I'm not as in like uh, uh, in, in, in the PlayStation community as like you or Chris, but from what I've seen in some PlayStation circles, some people are already pretty upset that they reduced it from, you know, Vita and PS3 games to just being PS4. Yeah. So I feel like that combined with the outrage over, you know, PES, P, what was it? Yeah, PES, Project yeah. Evolution Soccer. I feel like those things combined, they were like, fine, you know, we'll just we'll just change it. Like, we can't afford to, um, kind of to echo what Chris said last week. Chris was saying the, uh, the games of gold may not have been universally great this month, but, like, two of them were at least universally considered, you know, great games. So, like... At least you got some variety, whereas like you yeah. can't really afford to like fuck up one game if you're only giving away two, you know? Exactly. And Chris, I think you made a salient point earlier where you said um, that Konami didn't even know about this switcheroo that was happening. Uh, I, I, see, that to me, I don't know if, the, if that's just like a bad communication on Sony's part. Like, that they, did they not even have Konami's consent? Like, they probably don't have to get approval to back out. You know, they could probably... This is probably set up a few months ago, at least, I would guess. But, but I mean, they're promised X amount of money. From what I understand, the way the play... I know we talked about this last week, but just to just to sort of, you know, give some context here. I think a, a studio is given money up front, X amount of dollars, and, and that's it. And then they just sell, you know, free copies, essentially, of their game for, through PlayStation Plus. Well, but now that their game isn't, isn't being sold through PlayStation Plus... Does Konami not see any of that money? Like, maybe how they get like work? a kill fee, like for like yeah. writing, you know? Probably. Like I've yeah. had that happen where I'm working on something and then I'm told like, you know what, we're actually not going to use that, but here's fifty bucks or twenty bucks mm-hmm. or you know whatever instead of the full amount. <laughs> Here, here's twenty bucks, Konami. Just, just that's yeah. fine. <laughs> huh. Maybe Sony just responded back with fuck Konami. I mean, yeah. Maybe. That, I, maybe I just hit. honestly, I think having Pro Evolution Soccer on that uh, list for this month originally was a tone-deaf move because Pro Evolution Soccer, like, the next game's coming out in a few months. Like, this isn't... I think it's different than uh, a few of the other PlayStation Plus games we've had because it's going to be irrelevant soon. Um, Mm. And Mm. that's the reason why they took it off, maybe. And perhaps, I don't know, but maybe people dropped out of PlayStation Plus and they they saw that maybe, oh, wait a minute, there's so many dropouts right now. Oh, my God, we have to do something. Yeah, that's a good point. point. They might have seen people try to auto-renew or something and been like, ooh. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. So maybe that's what happened. I don't know, because you've got to keep your subscribers happy, right? And after, like, two or three months of what you were saying, Joseph, of, like, having these disappointing games, um, maybe people just had enough and just said, nope, fuck this, I, I don't need online... I'm I'm done. I'm done. Right. Yeah, I'll be curious to see uh, how a situation like this plays out in the future. Like if they change it again or what? Yeah. It just raises a lot of questions. I'm not um, surprised they were able to get Detroit quickly because they don't own Quantic Dream, but they've got a really good relationship yeah, with them. Well, they had a good. I don't. I, they have <laughs> some stuff. What you know? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Quantic Dream in, is, in the past, kind of at least, because they took a chance yeah. on them with Heavy Rain. Nobody wanted to uh, back that at first. Like Microsoft even turned them down. And that was just because people were nervous about the whole missing kid thing. You know, that's kind of a dark, dark, like, uh, theme for a game. Sony took a chance on them, and then, of course, Heavy Rain was pretty universally uh, liked. Um, Right. So I'm sure that they probably just called them up, and they were like, hey, you know, do you want to get some extra extra money and exposure? Yeah, I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's how it works, but maybe. 
I, I would like to see that system come back to where they have like multiple games put on a poll and then people decide what yeah, they want. I think that would immediately fix the situation um, that people are having with the two game per month um, option right now. You know what like, I would like to? I don't know if this will happen, but as long as we're kind of saying and things we'd like to you know kind of see... Um, for gold and plus, I always thought it'd be really cool if they kind of had like a, uh, you kind of like get to pick. Like, okay, for example, maybe they have like a like a, a more expensive game, or they've got like two smaller games, and you get to pick between those two or that one. You know, kind of like wh- what do you want this month? Maybe they have a couple. Like, you can't get all of them, but you could kind of be like, you know, I want this one instead of those just, two. Or, I don't know, something no, like that. What I'm saying is like just let the people decide. Yeah. Um, right. And I don't. I don't think it's possible to have like oh you can pick this game or this game i don't think that's something that's doable um but i, I own detroit people, become human and i'm happier yeah. about this change even though i didn't own the other game like this is a much because people are gonna thing. play it now yeah. yeah like this month there's nothing for me because i tried horizon chase turbo or whatever it's called and it's very boring <laughs> it's not my kind of thing um so yeah it's also uh, related to the deluxe version it's cool I that they Detroit gave away so, heavy rain before yeah. but like just in they case did. you didn't have it like you know now's another chance to get it yeah so all right yeah. let's move on here um there's a just a quick story here um i've got this pull from playstation lifestyle so from aiden simmons um but uh just just a quick thing there was an interview here um with uh, C- uh sony interactive entertainment ceo jim ryan um, and he had an interview with Nikai, and there was just a, a little excerpt here where he said, quote, uh, or hold on, let's, let's see. Uh, Ryan emphasizes the importance of exclusive content, saying it's, quote, becoming more important than ever before. So the, the main point here is that Sony is looking into acquiring more game developers, which, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I think is absolutely essential. Um, I mean... Sony, I mean, Sony has its fair share of first-party studios, and they all are pretty much awesome, right? But uh, Sony's also not been a stranger to shutting down studios like, you know, uh, Evolution and um, uh, Zipper, you know, all these all these companies. And so I think it's really important for them to get more first-party studios. There. It also removes pressure, I think, from uh, uh, other games because, like, for example, I don't think the delays for The Last of Us Part Two are really hurting the game at all, of course. I'm just using that as an example, though, because it's the one in uh, recent memory that's been delayed a lot. Um, if you've got more games being worked on and more games coming out, then like there's less that one game has to kind of like uh, uh, do in sales and, uh, and goodwill. You know what I mean? Like They've got more stuff coming out. Not that yeah. Sony has a shortage of stuff coming out. I'm just saying that's a good way that's a good benefit to having a bunch of studios and there's been really wide gaps of like releases for sony recently like i think we saw the detroit like two over two or three e3s god of war over two e3s yeah Um, it'd be nicer to see some smaller scale projects um from sony i I know there's like that um uh four player dungeon oh yeah Um, with the multiplayer kind of thing i can't remember what it's called i know ready set heroes is that what it's called yeah something yeah yeah, yeah. ready set heroes yeah, yeah yeah but i'd like to see smaller scale projects like that like we did on the ps3 like rain and gra- like and on vita yeah. gravity rush and yeah. um i think sony's but uh, unfortunately i think sony's uh, status right now is like we gotta focus on triple a games so maybe when, when they'll a buy are really important and nice too yeah yeah like what, what do you think would be good for sony to buy because i think 
Insomniac. Um, buying Insomniac would be the best choice for them. I don't know I, if, they'll, um, if they'll allow it, though. Like, the only reason Sunset, Sunset Overdrive, uh, the reason that was on Xbox is because they showed it to Sony at first, and Sony pretty much told them, like, I mean, obviously it wasn't done, but, like, you know, they explained, they, they pitched it to them, and Sony wanted to own the IP. Right. If it was made, and Microsoft and, went, you can make it under us and keep the IP. So that's, yeah. I'm just saying Insomniac's very independent, so I don't know. That might not happen, but it should. I don't, I, I, I'm sure it's been talked about, and clearly Insomniac has not deemed it lucrative for them to to partner with Sony or you know to be owned by Sony because Insomniac. I mean, they're really in bed with Sony. I mean, you know, they've got uh, Ratchet and obviously Spider Man, but then you know you see sort of yeah, like they like working with them. Yeah, you see multi platform games like that. Like that Song of the Deep game, the the game published by GameStop. Oh yeah, that's um, right. I forgot. I don't know about if you, it's like a weird underwater Metroidvania game, and then obviously yeah, Sunset, which was on uh, Xbox. So like, yeah, Fuse. It, uh, do a bunch of VR stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, so they, they I don't called Fuse too. I didn't play it, but that looked neat. Oh, I remember sucked. that. Yeah, it I sucked. remember that. But yeah, I they experiment that. <laughs> a lot, and you don't always get to do that if you've got somebody over your shoulder. Yeah, so it's it's easy to say, oh yeah, Sony should just buy this company, but I I mean, it's probably been talked about, and I I don't know that. I don't know that it's lucrative on either end. Really, they should so. buy whoever did 3D Dot Game Heroes. I didn't play that, but I watched people play it, and that game looked fucking cool. Oh, yeah. It's an interesting one. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's great, at least that Jim Ryan is sort of hinting that maybe they're going to be buying more studios. I, I would love to see them grab a couple of studios to start pumping out more first-party games. Cause Xbox it, has been doing good with uh, balancing the uh, scope like that, too, like with them buying, like, uh, Double Fine. You know, like, right. they're, we're going to see a nice indie focus in them, too, I think. And I think, it'd be, like Chris said, it'd be cool if Sony, you know, got some smaller guys in addition to some big guys, because then we could kind of yeah. see kind of across the, across the board, you know, all kinds of different stuff. I know this would be probably be a big deal, and I think Next Gen Player mentioned it. Um, what if Sony bought Remedy Entertainment? Because, like, the fit that it's interesting because they're very cinematic in nature. Uh-huh. Sony's games are very cinematic, and I think it'd be kind of like a a good fit. Uh, yeah. This is Remedy's, like, them, but... prime, prime, prime hour because they've been making cinematic games that are, like, popular now forever, you know? So, like, right. this is the technology is finally, like, in, in their wheelhouse, you know? Yeah. And Max Payne is like very ingrained in like that PlayStation culture as well. Like, oh yeah. my god, I would love another be, Max yeah. Payne. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's move on here. Um, this is just a really quick story here. Uh, Marvel Games will be at San Diego Comic-Con with some, quote, unannounced surprises. Uh, so this is just, yeah, I mean, they're probably going to touch on that uh, that Iron Man VR game. Uh, definitely, I'm sure we'll see more on Marvel's Avengers, which needs to prove itself. Um, and then, yeah, an unannounced surprises. I don't know. I mean, what do, what do you guys think that could be? I feel like Another... hype died, died down a lot for Marvel from when it was being teased to when it was announced to when we saw it. So hopefully right. they showcase that and kind of sell people more on it. Um, I don't think the designs need to look like the movies at all, but I will say the character designs look kind of generic to me. Yeah, so I think they're definitely going to have to prove themselves. Uh, and we didn't at, see a lot of gameplay, so hopefully we see some gameplay. There was some behind-closed-door stuff, but it was pretty rough from what I understand. I didn't get a chance to see it, but Chandler from PlayStation Lifestyle did, and yeah, it was rough. Um, oh, we, we know We know they're going to be probably uh, at least... Well, let's see, when is... It, uh, let me get... Okay, panel Thursday, July 18th. Yeah, so uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three will not have been out yet, so maybe they'll touch on that. Is that her? Let me get the date on that. It's coming out July. Yeah, 
Marvel this month. Ultimate Alliance three. Let's get the date on that. I just I don't want to mess this up here. Uh, July. Oh, it comes out that day, July nineteenth. Wow. Okay. So maybe some DLC announcements. Something. Oh no! Oh no! This is July eighteenth. So the next day. Okay. Maybe right. yeah. Maybe we'll get a, an, an announcement for DLC, something like that. But it says unannounced. Uh, an unannounced surprises. I mean, another Marvel game. Uh, I don't. <laughs> The Marvel games is on it right now. Um, we've had a bunch of different games like Marvel Spider-Man. I'm excited for the Iron Man VR. Ultimate game. Alliance. Gonna be, it's gonna be yeah. good. There was a, that Deadpool game a few years ago that was actually pretty good. But I just don't know. I mean, what else could we see? Like maybe, you know, it would be, well, anything really that I can come up with contradicts the, the Marvel's Avengers. I was going to say a Hulk game in the in the vein of Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Yes, that game was so but, good. But I feel like if they put that out, then that would sort of, cannibalize marvel's avengers i, like I don't know X-Men maybe legends maybe they game. could yeah. or maybe like black panther or something like that i liked x-men legends one Ooh. and two a lot back in the day i'd love to see a third one yeah well x-men legends is a lot like marvel to the ultimate alliance so i don't know right i don't know i think maybe yeah black panther would be really interesting Dude, black panther would be sweet oh like in the vein of spider-man that'd be so cool yeah. the guys of the galaxy game was kind of rumored from oh uh, that's right montreal i just montreal or that's something right. like that yeah i remember that oh man that was like yeah, kind of announced great. at the same time as uh as marvel's avengers and then we just never heard from that again yeah huh. yeah really interesting yeah so yeah that'd be really i i would love to see what if yeah. that comes back or anything like and that. i'll still say this marvel versus capcom i think it's gonna happen again at some point oh like a reboot I think that, not a reboot a reboot like, relaunch like marvel versus capcom 4 Huh. Because we haven't heard anything from the Marvel, fo- the, the Capcom fighting development team for a long time. And I think maybe that could be it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a, that's just a, about a week and a half out. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, all right. Here's the big story of the week. Uh, this is for you, Josh. Uh, <laughs> and I've got an article pulled here from Polygon. This is from uh, Charlie Hall. Uh, Alan Wake developer Remedy Entertainment regains publishing rights. Uh, it reads, quote, publishing rights for Alan Wake's, uh, for the Alan Wake series of games has reverted back to the original developer Remedy Entertainment. The announcement was made in an official news release for investors, which also notes a one-time 2.5 million, I guess that's euro, <laughs> uh, uh, windfall. No word on what this could mean for a remake of the original game or a proper sequel. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of goes on a little bit more about that. So, yeah, bottom line, Alan Wake has been reacquired by uh, Remedy, or the, or the, uh, the rights to it, you know, have, have gone back to uh, Remedy. And so the main question or the main thing on everybody's minds is either are, will we see, like, a remake, remaster, port, some sort of version of that on, on PlayStation 4, and, and or a sequel, Alan Wake 2, which would go multi-platform. Um, Josh, since this is your wheelhouse, I just want to get your take on this because I think this is an announcement made just for you. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, for one thing I want to point out too is Sam Lake. He actually tweeted, like retweeted an article and said, yes, Remedy Games now owns the rights, publishing rights to Alan Wake. And I think the fact that he would say anything about that, like that's got to mean something. I mean, I feel like, I feel like if they just reacquired something that they weren't going to use, I feel like he wouldn't say anything. So I don't know. I feel like we'll get something. Um, what I'd like to see is a, um, a remake, kind of, um, not like from the ground up, like Crash Insane Trilogy, but kind of like maybe maybe Shadow of the Colossus, you know? I know that they, that was an ambitious one, but I'm just saying, and it was from the ground up, but I'm just saying, like, you know, just give us the same game, but just, you know, clean it up. That'd be cool. 
and put it in PS4 and uh, X, I mean it's backwards compatible on Xbox, but you know put the remastered Xbox One and PC as well. Um, and then I would love to see a sequel. We had kind of a 1.5 with American Nightmare, but it would be great to see like a full-on uh, sequel. And I think he would do really well in this climate. That's the only thing I think uh, really worked against Alan Wake as it came out. He came out kind of uh, around a lot of other games, and I think that um, he just I think it was kind of ahead of its time. And what they were trying to kind of uh, blend uh, the kind of the, the cinematic storytelling, I think that would yeah. do really, really, really well now. So oh, I, I totally agree. I was just gonna say, I think number one, like the hype for Alan Wake has built up for all these years, almost a decade now, uh-huh. uh, and and so like automatically you'll have people like who have heard about the game and who want to jump back into it. But then also, yeah, I just think that that kind of game would do much better nowadays yeah uh, there's like a there's more of a precedent for for those sort of like more cinematic but also like horror but weird psychological sort of storytelling and i think it would really really do well um uh, so I, my guess is i i probably yeah i think that maybe there is a, a sequel at least being talked about but mm. i don't think it's anywhere near ready i i would say ps5 sometime yeah I included an article in our show notes for people to check out. We don't have time to go. It's a, it's a, it's a good long read. I, we don't have time to talk about it. But basically, uh, in short, there was an Alan Wake 2 planned. There was concept art for it. And there was a lot of stuff that Remedy wanted to do. Uh, it, was re- it was respectfully declined on Microsoft. Like Sam Lake basically said that Microsoft just didn't really want to pursue that at the time. So they shelved it, worked in Quantum Break, which does take place in the same universe. But they obviously... As you can see from the article that I put in the docs or our show notes, um, they, they had a lot of ideas for Alan Wake too. They clearly wanted to make one. I, I, I honestly, I feel like Microsoft probably just didn't want to do it because it, maybe it didn't sell as well as they wanted it to sell. Um, there was a lot more pr- pr- pressure for success around that time too, because that's when Xbox was, you know, doing worse than they are now. So that, that's my guess. But I'm just saying they wanted to make one. Um, if, if anyone's curious on it, check the. I put the article in our show notes, but there's a lot of cool concept art for it. And I feel like they wanted to make one a couple of years back. I feel like, you know, the, the, the time has never been greater, uh, more likely for us to, for us to get one. And it would be really cool if we got a switch port too, even if it wasn't oh, like a, a fancy remaster, even if it's just like a port, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Chris, what's your take on this? Uh, I think it's interesting, uh, that control is nearing the end of its development. And then we get this announcement. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't so, even put that together. Huh. I, I'm thinking maybe they're starting pre-production on Alan Wake 2. How uh, fucking cool uh, would that be if like they announced that? That'd be so cool. Yeah, right? Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Maybe on the signing stage to say, hey, fuck you, Microsoft. <laughs> 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 huh. um, but, but yeah, that'd be interesting to see a new Alan Wake. Because like I've been very interested in trying this game. But my PC's too slow. Um, I don't want to get an Xbox, and it'd be it great to play this. a lot of stuff this. with lighting. Yeah, I tried to run yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be great to play this PC. remaster on PS4 or PS5, you know, with ray tracing or something on mm. PS5. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be cool. And I'd prefer I, it wasn't exclusive because I want everybody to get to play yeah. it. But like, if oh, it yeah, for sure. Yeah, fine, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying exclusive. Like, oh, yeah, it'd be yeah, like a third-party no, thing. And they show it first, the first time on the on the PlayStation stage or something, on the or a state of play now. Or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. And, I mean, I'd and, even be okay with the time exclusive if that helps them, you know, pay for the game because they're an independent. Yeah. You know, they're not owned by anybody. Remedy's a private mm-hmm. company. What if they started a Kickstarter or something? Would you be? Uh, I don't know. I've been telling Phil Spencer that, for two years that uh, I would kickstart this game. I I just I, I've seen a lot of issues with Kickstarter, and I don't know that that's. 
a great way to do it. I mean, obviously it's great in that they get money, but in terms of like delivering on your on your goals and all that, I don't I just don't know. I mean, developers always promise these lofty things and then, you know, you get a situation like Shovel Knight where they're still working on it 5 years after launch working on yeah. uh, Kickstarter goals. So I don't know that that's a great or idea. Or the uh, but... specifics of it can go kind of rough. For example, uh, Shenmue 3 yeah. Not, or, I, don't, I don't even mean the stuff with Epic. I mean, like, they, it was kind of, first revealed as to be kind of like a, they were announcing it in Sony's stage, and it was going to be a Kickstarter game, and then it was like, well, actually, they're getting funding from Sony, too, and that kind of upset people, because they're like, why in the fuck am I kickstarting a game that Sony's helping to publish? You know, like, it kind of, you know, it, it, it could get really dicey really quick, is what you're saying, and I, I agree. Yeah, and then one more point, too, before we move on. Um, I know, Chris, you were just joking earlier when you said, uh, fuck microsoft like you know that uh, if they had announced alan wake 2 on sony's stage it would be like a fuck you to microsoft uh i don't i don't know that there's any bad blood between no i don't think so either. I was no just I, I i i <laughs> i think that i think that was pr- pretty much a, a clean break i don't know i don't i don't know what the details of how, why they acquired the, their ip back i don't know how that works i know you're just joking but i just want to make the point of i don't I don't really know the details of what happened. It seems like they had a pretty clean break because last year yeah. when there was an issue with Alan Wake being sold on PC and Xbox because of the music licensing, Microsoft, I believe, if I remember correctly, helped them like correct that issue. I mean, that was when they still owned the IP, but like that was still cool that they, you know, they easily could have been like, no, we're not going to fix it. Yeah. So that was that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's probably uh, a clean I... break. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we, we see <laughs> something though. Yeah, I'm looking Wait, forward we... to it. We live in an interesting age of development now where like Activision's given back the rights of uh, Destiny to Bungie and now this happens. So I don't know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Right. So yeah, let's uh, close with two Nintendo stories here. Uh, one of these is very important to me because uh, it, it impacts a game I've been playing. Uh, so like I said before, we touched on the fact that Bloodstained is pretty bad on the Switch in terms of optimization. So uh, the developer... Uh, uh, so... I know uh, Koji Igarashi and, and the team uh, put out basically like a, an announcement that they're working on a switch, a switch fix for all of the issues. And actually, I have a, a list of the patch notes here, and uh, they're expected to have it out uh, during the week of July 15th, which is uh, next week or week after next um, or yeah, next week by the time this episode goes live. Um, and I just want to run through some of the fixes here uh, just so you guys know. Um, so there's some, there are going to be some map improvements. Um, so like the marker button has been changed. Oh yeah. Because every time I would hit B to back out, it would add a marker instead of backing out of the menu. Oh okay. my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, map scroll sp- uh, speed improves, zoom in and zoom out, uh, auto center when opening the map. Oh, thank God for that. Wow. Um, bug fix, uh, no longer displaying enemies for completed quests. Okay, that's good. Um, fixed items getting stuck on walls. That's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, sp- switch specific improvements. HD rumble in certain areas of the game has been fixed. Uh, enabled traditional Chinese language options, so that's cool. Uh, fixed instances where the game would crash while transitioning between rooms. Yeah, that happened to me. Um, work has been done on the technical, quote, non-visible side of things to improve input delay, stability, and various optimization. Uh, the teams are continuing to work uh, on these items and will have future updates and plan to share soon. Okay. And then there's also Iga's Backpack, which is a DLC that's been, that's <laughs> coming out. I don't know what's supposed to that's go weird. with that. Yeah. Um, interesting that the bulk of these 
fixes are like geared towards the map and like other stuff that while i guess is important it's not really like uh, outright addressing like how just how shittily this game runs on the switch (laughs) like like let me put it to you this way it, 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 it the the loading screens are abysmal so when you die it's like fuck like you don't even want to keep going also yeah. the, hit, the hit detection is just like i don't know what's going on with the hit detection so you die a lot more than you should be it's just a whole thing anyway i'm sorry chris go ahead <laughs> um yeah i like even on ps4 it gets has some issues like i tweeted a video where like Whenever like this boss summoned like these coins to the stage, yeah, yeah. It oh my god, I saw that. It was a slowed video. down so much, my Dude, god. That frame rate went into the teens. Yeah, the teens. it was bad. That was even on the pro and stuff. Like it just, it just, yeah, it just, yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah. interrupt you, but I remember seeing that and being like, "Holy shit!" Like the game like stops. <laughs> and then, and then the game literally stops when you defeat some enemies. Sometimes. Oh my god. So, yeah, so like it's trying to process. Okay, what what kind of item? What kind of like, do, do I do, do I give? Like what kind of like power do I give or something? But right. uh, it's and, it's weird, man. It's and, like a coding issue or something. Right, and it's it's interesting too because I'm not usually one to get hung up on on t- the technical stuff, where, whether it be frame rate, visuals, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I played through all of Doom on the Switch. I played through. These, well, that was know, a good port, though. Yeah, well, but okay. The frame yeah. rate wasn't all over the place. Yeah, I I played through Wolfenstein as well. So like, I'm, I'm but my point is like I'm familiar with like playing on a lesser version, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not too bothersome. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but, you're but, saying but this, this is. Yeah. But this is just like it's like unacceptable that it came out this way, honestly. And I don't want to sound like an entitled gamer or whatever, but like, no, well, no, just like delay the game. It's fine. Yeah. So it's just I think it's important. Uh, that they fix this version of the game because I think it's the best setting version as well. Is it? I've heard. Oh, and interesting. Like, huh. uh, it, Castlevania is pretty sim- uh, synonymous with the Nintendo fan base, right? So, right. Uh, yeah, I think this is something that they should fix quickly, so even they can, so the brand name isn't tarnished for them. Like, I'd love to Xbox see another Bloodstained game. But. And Xbox One S and PS4 Pro, though, like. There were parts in Digital Foundry's video where, like, it was running, like, dick there, too, and I was so... <laughs> like, that's that's clearly an optimization issue, because, like, if this thing runs yeah. like shit at times, not all the time, but if it runs like shit at all, at any part of the game, on the Pro or the X, that's a problem. Because, I mean, those systems are really powerful, and they can, like, squeeze extra juice out of things like The Witcher 3, and you can play that in, like, mm-hmm. 60 frames, like... Why, you know, like, it's clearly a development issue, and, and I, I hate to harp on, like, an indie dev, but, like, Look, just delay the game. It's okay. Like we don't need it at a certain time. It's it's okay if we don't mind waiting till it's finished. You know. I still think it's very playable on PS4, but well, yeah, and, it has some issues that you can't we'll, really ignore. We'll talk about it later when we when we discuss what we've been playing. I've still been playing the shit out of it despite all these gripes. It's so, fucking good. Yeah, I think it's like the, there's a core like the, the foundation of the game that's there is is good. Um, but yeah, look yeah. out for that fix uh, next week and hopefully the that might Switch be when version... I, I buy it. I might wait till then and buy it on Switch because yeah. I really want to play it. I just don't want to play it at its current state. And like, I think what we'll do then is we'll wait on the review until that fix comes. Yeah. And then we'll review it then. Okay. Uh, and I'll do I'll do it with you, Joseph, uh, if you're cool with that. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, cool. And then final bit of news here. Uh, this is just a, a quick statistic story here. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online surpasses 10 million subs- uh, subscribers. Um, and 
one thing that I, that Josh brought up, which I think is interesting, is the partnership with Amazon, or is it Amazon, right? Or, uh, it was a Twitch Prime Twitch, reward. Yeah, Twitch Prime. Amazon I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, what what what's your state? Like, what what's your reasoning behind that? What do you what do you think? Yeah, if you had an Amazon Prime membership, then of course you get Twitch Prime for free, and they give out free stuff every month. Uh, so hit and miss. It depends, but you know, sometimes it's cool. Anyway, uh, they did a. You got like three months of Nintendo Online for free, and then like the next month, or maybe it was two months later, you could get the other nine months for free. And it's important to note that only worked for uh, single accounts. Like I've got a family account, and it didn't. I tried it; wouldn't let me, re- you know, add it to to mine. And it's stacked too, so that's cool. But anyway, my thing is, if you are a Prime subscriber and you also um, have a Nintendo Switch, then you likely took advantage of this offer. I saw it blasted all over Nintendo subreddits and and Twitter and whatnot. And that's a great deal, but I'm just saying that definitely pads those numbers out significantly because right. there's a lot of and Prime subscribers. and you That's know. a good point. And also it's worth noting that the, the yearly membership is only like 20 bucks too. So that's a lot uh, easier to swallow than a PS Plus membership or game or Xbox Gold or whatever. That yeah, yeah. 60 bucks isn't a bad price at all. Yeah. Right. So like I know we always hear people complaining about the online service and admittedly it's not great, but you have to remember that you're paying a third of what you're paying for the other platforms, so you can't really expect the same amount of value from them. Um, and I know that you Yeah, for the price it's it's fine. I don't complain yeah. about it because of the price. If it were sixty dollars I would be screaming from the rooftops. Yeah. And also there are these <laughs> games there are these games that like are really, really big, like your Mario Karts or your recently Mario Maker two that, you know, really heavily emphasize the online play and so I feel like the attach rate for a Mario Kart or a Super Mario Maker two is very high and as yeah. a result you get more people buying the online. So People I are going to play those games online, so they're yeah. they're going to yeah exactly. And I think especially with something like Mario Maker, where the whole emphasis is on sharing levels and and playing other people's levels and stuff, and you have to have the online to do that. Um, cool. All right, so that's it for the news. Uh, normally this is the the point you know where we take a break and and come back and talk about what we've been playing. But like I said, we've integrated our new uh, listener questions section, so we'll get into that after this quick break. All right, everybody, and we are back. Oh, and you know what? I fucking forgot. Here we go. There it is. I totally <laughs> forgot. Is it is it really an episode of Active Quest if I didn't open my LaCroix on the air? I'm drinking a, a pure. What are you drinking? Um, let's see. Passion fruit. Passion fruit's good, yeah. Passion fruit. Sounds um, disgusting. This <laughs> is like, like you're all monsters. <laughs> I, I like apricot, but that's basically it. Apricot. Oh, apricot. Oh, man, get out of here. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's do a couple listener questions here, which I'm I'm so excited that we got listener questions. I hope that continues. I hope we keep yeah, getting questions. Yeah, thank you guys. Keep sending them in. It's fun. Um, so the first one's from Jeremy, um, and just as a reminder, you can uh, post your questions on every week's Twitter thread. Um, so this is from Jeremy. Uh, he said, uh, what are your top Metroidvania games? He didn't specify like how many he wants us to, to touch on. I'll just mention my uh, top favorite ones. Um, so this, this one's interesting. Uh, Hollow Knight. Now, I don't love the game. Like, I, 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 it's kind of stressful to play. But in terms of design, I think it's impeccable. And that, the, the sense of atmosphere that game introduces, man, Hollow Knight is fantastic. 
Um, and then I can't uh, talk about Metroidvanias without at least mentioning uh, one of my favorite uh, Castlevania games, uh, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow on the DS. That game is incredible, and there's this really cool, like, touchscreen mechanic uh, where you have to, like, after defeating a boss, like, draw this symbol on the touchscreen with the stylus. And, oh, that and, sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. Um, so I, I like that. And then a game that I don't feel like gets enough praise is the remake of Metroid 2, uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS. I had oh, yeah, so, that looks really good, too. I had so... I mean, I really hope they port that to Switch. I had so much fun with that. So those are my top three, like, ones that come to mind. I know there are a bunch of other Metroidvania games. Like, you could argue that even, like, Resident Evil 2 is a Metroidvania game because you're, you know, going back and unlocking areas. So uh, in terms of, like, traditional Metroidvania, those are my three. Um, Josh, what about you? Um, so mine are... Uh, my, my, it's, it, my... It's like the number one slot's, like, tied, you know? But, um... Metroid Zero Mission is fucking perfect. Like, oh, if yeah. anyone hasn't played a Metroid game, just Zero Mission's so fucking good. Um, it's a remake of the first game. They put it in the Game Boy Advance with the Metroid Fusion engine. And it's just... I, I've tried going back and playing the original. And, like, it's it's not that it's not playable. It's just Zero Mission just... It just improves on it in every single way. It's just great. So, yeah. Uh, Zero Mission. Uh, it's in the Game Boy Advance. It's on the Wii U uh, Virtual Console. And, like, you know, emulate it. Whatever. Just play it. It's great. Um... Symphony of the Night is my, like, you know, tied with... Symphony of the Night's so good. I love that game so much. Right. Um, I was, I was going to say that, too, but I figured one of you guys would mention that. Yeah, so, it's just... Yeah. It's so good. I'm looking forward to Chris playing it so we can hear his thoughts on it. Um, After playing, like, Bloodstained, since that was kind of, like, you know, it inspired Bloodstained. But, um, yeah, and uh, I replay that probably every year on my, my Xbox One. Um, I would love for that to be on the Switch. Um, and then uh, Hollow Knight, I haven't, like, finished it yet, but I've played a bunch of it, and, like, like you said, it, it's... It doesn't strike the same chord for me as other Metroidvania games, but it's designed really well. It looks really good. It's very pleasing. I don't know how to explain this emotion, but the the hit detection just feels really good. Like oh, yeah. I don't just I love the combat. It just feels really good. So yeah. Those are my three. Hollow Knight's man. It's it, I think it's worth playing. You you may not like it, but I think it's still worth playing just in terms of its design. Um, all right, Chris, what about you? It's a it's a genre that I'm not too familiar with, but I have a few picks so. Uh, first one is Guacamelee. Oh, that's uh, a good that's one. A good one. Uh, that was an awesome game. I love the personality of it. Graphic style re- is really cool. Um, uh, and I like the power-ups you have. You know, and the power-ups themselves um, change the platforming <laughs> elements as well. So that's really cool. Um, I love the switch between like uh, the living and the dead world. That brings up a few interesting puzzles along the way, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my time with it. I haven't played Guacamelee Two yet. Um, it's on sale on Switch right it, now, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a particular game that I can't. Like I'm really looking forward to playing right now. Like at some point, I'll get around to it. I do mm. have a copy of it, um, but yeah, I'll play at some point. And I loved playing it between the PS4 and the Vita. I do that with games when they go on sale too. Like right now, they've got both the Final Fantasy collections at GameStop for like on the Switch for like thirty-five a piece, and I'm like, that's a great deal. But like, I'm not gonna play them right now, so I'll get them later. And I'm gonna say this: Bloodstained. Yeah, I Bloodstained as, is as, awesome. As much shit as we've been giving that game, I I do like I mentioned before, I do think there's a good game in there. Um, I love that power-up system. Just get, gaining different powers from the enemies that you face. And and then defeating the bosses to get from different to different areas around the map. Um, the music's great. I love the the, the love the, the story's really interesting to me. 
Um, it's not the, like the most engrossing, but I, I kind of like the world and the lore and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, but Bloodstained is one like the Metroidvania I really enjoyed, and you know, Resident Evil Two as well. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> I, from you. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I mean, we've we've harped on how awesome Resident Evil Two is. So yeah. Um, cool. Uh, thanks so much for that uh, question, Jeremy. Um, let's move on to another one. This is from Grayson. Um, shout out to Grayson, man. He's so fucking rad. Um, he sent us a question. Um, if you had to choose one genre of video games to play for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Now, I'm assuming he means, like, only play this genre for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. yeah, for me, I would say either. So, uh, RPGs, of course, like, because there's just so much to do. But I also think something like a roguelike would be interesting too. Because, you know, it's not that it's a different experience each time you play. So that same with the same concept, maybe games as a service. I don't know if that's, that's not really a, a genre, but like a, like a battle royale kind of a thing. For me personally, though, I would say RPG. Yeah, RPG is my answer too. There's just so many great RPGs out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, but I think I do think there is something to the, the like a roguelike genre, like a Binding of Isaac, you know, where it's got yeah, a little yeah. bit of RPG elements to it, but it's mostly just you know different every time. And I think if you're going to be playing only one genre for the rest of your life, I think there's a lot. Uh, the roguelike genre has enough variety in it to keep it fresh. Uh, I thought yeah. you were going to say Soulsborne. I was really surprised you said RPG. Well. So, I know those are based those are RPGs. RPGs. Though, yeah. yeah, yeah, those but are. I thought RPGs. you were going to focus right on those games because yeah, I know you like those a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry to be boring, guys, but RPG is my answer as well. <laughs> well, um, because I I love the stories that they tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's all kinds of different worlds you can explore in that genre. Well, then let's um, let's take the question and, and spin it a little bit. For me, I would say action RPG. Does uh, what about you guys? Any any like subgenre of RPG you think? I think the most Action. I could specify would be like Western RPGs. I love JRPGs, but like I'm talking like you know Kotor, Fallout, Mass Effect. There's just so many damn good Western yeah. RPGs. So if I, that's the most I can narrow it down. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Um, uh, Japanese RPGs can be fishy. Like they can be really good or like just <laughs> mediocre. Um, so I'd probably say action RPGs. Right. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't exactly say Japanese RPGs because that reason, but action RPGs, yeah, I usually tend to gravitate to. Yeah. Plus, I know it's kind of its own genre, but like if we had to assign it a genre, I would say Zelda's an action RPG. Yeah. And uh, then you get then you guys get to play Zelda forever. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, cool. All right, and uh, thank you for that question, uh, Grayson. All right, let's get the last one here. This is from Hatsube Plays Games. And his question is, if you could get any NES, only NES, uh, game to be completely remade into a current-gen blockbuster, what would it be and why? Uh, Chris, what's your answer on this one? Um, so, yeah, I this question was pretty tough for me, but I'd love to see a new RPG series from Nintendo. I think Star Tropics would be amazing. Um, it'd be I'm a not familiar kind of... with, with that one. Yeah. So I had to, I actually had to. I actually watched it's a video the from Andrew about about it. <laughs> Is it? Oh, yeah, I got to give it a go Switch, then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't played this game before, but it's interesting because you play as a kid who um, his only weapons are like um, like a ray gun, a baseball bat, and a yo-yo. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And he's going around the tropical islands. 
um, facing aliens and stuff like that. It just sounds like a really interesting game. Like you could take it as if like uh, like like Kid Icarus's um, remake. Like it'd be like comical in nature. It'd be pretty fun to play. Um, I like kind of the act. I like I love action RPGs, for example. And I think you can make a really good action RPG out of that. So like a like a <laughs> revitalize it on PS4, or PS5, or something. Oh, oh yeah. no, on Switch, right? Because it's a Nintendo. Oh, that's right. IP, oh, right? yeah, revi- Oh, that's right. Yeah, so revitalize it on on the Switch. Okay, yeah. Um, what about you, Josh? Okay, so excite bike but hear me out (laughs) that soundtrack fucking slapped when it released amazing it's so good i just just spit Lacroix all over myself i'm sorry but that game was fucking great back in the day damn it now i'm all sticky god hey we've all been there here's what i want here's what i want i want excite bike but here's the thing i got one thing that i want with this remake or whatever new new game remake you know reimagining I want to have uh, I want it to be like Mario Maker. Uh, I want Mario Maker elements because you could design tracks in the NES version, but imagine that expanded upon to what we could do now. That actually doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah, I would play the fuck out of that, and you'd hear me all day going ba 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 da ba because that music was the best. But yeah, um, I, I want a new Excite Bike. I know they've okay. done new ones since, but I want the first one remade with some Mario Maker stuff in it. I can't argue with that. Um, and then for me, this is kind of a weird one. Uh, so there was a licensed, uh, Batman game on NES from the 1989 Batman Tim Burton film, and it was actually really good. And yeah, I would love, I would love to see the 1989 Batman film remade into a game for current gen systems. I think that would be really, really cool. Like, uh, the, those Tim Burton movies have like so much style and personality to them, you know? And... And yeah, man, if they could get Jack Nicholson in there to do some VO and Michael Keaton, oh man, that would fucking. Who would you get to make it? Uh, I mean, it's easy to say Rocksteady, right? Like, I would really, really want Rocksteady. I don't know. I think. Hmm. What's another studio that does that kind of? I don't know. Maybe let's 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 let uh, Shovel Knight guys do it. Well, I but I see. I'm thinking like 3D. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking like 3D. Yeah, I don't know who else to pick. Oh, oh, you know what? That's a good point you bring up. Yeah, obviously it's a 2D game. Yeah, Yacht Club to do the... Oh, man, that's actually really... Way Forward would be a cool one, too. Yeah. Or the, Hor- the Horizon Zero Dawn guys. Yeah, the Gorilla. So, yeah, I guess that matters if it's 3D versus 2D. Yeah, in my head, I was thinking, like, Arkham style, you know? Like, yeah. Right. But, but, yeah, obviously it's a 2D game. Huh. Yeah, I guess Yacht Club. That's a really good point. Um... So yeah, those were our questions for the week. Um, keep them coming, guys. We really, really appreciate the questions. I think that's so awesome. We just kind of came up with that idea, and now we've got a new segment on the show. So, um, awesome. Uh, let's finish out with what we've been playing here. Uh, let's toss it over to Chris, because you've been playing... Well, actually, you're, you're playing two games here. Uh, talk about what you've been playing. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, it's been a busy week for me, <laughs> so I've only played a few games here and there, so uh, played a bit of Crash Team Racing, Nitro Field again, and we'll be we'll be doing review it, reviews for Crash Team Racing and Bloodstained over the next few weeks, we've just been fun. super busy recently, so yeah. uh, sorry about the wait on that, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I went into uh, Crash Team Racing to check out the Grand Prix, Oh uh, yeah, the new thing that Activision is doing with the game where like you do certain tasks in the game uh, and certain goals and uh, you get points for it and with the points you get 
you get uh, free skins, free stuff, uh, cosmetic stuff for your uh, get for the game, and also new characters, uh, which is great. Um, so yeah, I've been diving into that a bit, having having a lot of fun, and there's there's actually a new uh, new track as well, uh, and uh, it it feels right at home in Crash Team Racing. It, they they did an excellent job, the developers of this remake. And uh, I think it's it, 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 I think it's safe to be assured that they can make a new game and make it really really good. <laughs> right, especially like keeping up with updates and and yeah. keeping it fresh. Yeah, that's a good point. Like it, it felt true to the original game, but it feels new, uh, which is great. And uh, the next game um, I'd like to talk about is The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Never heard of it. <laughs> so you, you said like this is your favorite like this is one of the greatest games ever made and uh, I don't see that so far um, I'm, I'm enjoying it still um, but I'm only about an hour in I saved Zelda from the Hyrule Castle and uh, just exploring the world right now so um, I like the art style it's great like it's it's awesome just to see in 2D the different perspectives of like different <laughs> levels which is insane to me like <laughs> seeing the second floor and then you see the first floor above uh, below you that's crazy yeah um and huh. like you could tell that nintendo made some excellent pixel art for this game so i'm looking forward to playing a bit more of it i'm playing it on the snes classic right now uh so yeah so it, you bring up that it's uh, that you're not seeing that it's like the best game ever made i don't think it's the best game ever made but i know a lot of people say that you know a link to the past is the best Zelda game, the best game ever made. Yeah. I think it's uh, at least one of the most important games ever made because it's influenced so many people yeah. in, in games right. and decisions and the game design. Yeah, and that yeah, that's a good point too. But also, just like it's, a, I think it's a generational thing. Like I didn't grow up with that game, and so it doesn't really no. hit home to to me. And and I think that was pretty apparent by by my NES pick on that question we had. It, I'm just you know. I'm not really from that generation. I grew up in the N64 PS1 generation, and so these these NES games and and SNES games they just they don't hit home the same way as they do it's with other people. It's so interesting to go back to these games though, um, and not being a part of that generation. Like I played Castlevania, and that was awesome. Um, yeah, that's the thing. So a lot I, of those I, games really hold up. That's that's what's do. awesome. Like. You go back and play some of these SNES games, they hold up. You go back and play an N64 game, you'll have, you'll, yeah. have, you'll have varying results. Like, or like a PS1 game, man, those games look like butt. Like, seriously. They're rough. Yeah. So, <laughs> as evidence. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot, which is a launch title. Well, honest, honestly, I think those games still are pretty janky. In terms Ape of Escape looks good, too. Yeah. For now. But, but that's interesting. Yeah, it's... I think it's important for us to go back and play some of these monumental games that maybe we didn't grow up with. So uh, I'll be curious to see uh, your thoughts. And also, it's great on the SNES Classic because you have save states and you can sort of like, yeah. you know, play it in a more modern you can save context. if you want. Yeah. yeah. But the nice thing is that it, it takes you back to where you were previously, like pretty quickly. Like it has checkpoints. Um, oh, in game. So... Yeah, in-game yeah. checkpoints, so uh, I don't think I'll even need to use the save, save states, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and then uh, let's move on to Josh. Josh, you've been playing a little bit of Super Mario Maker still. I have been also. Man, uh, have your it's thoughts changed? It's so good. Have your I'm thoughts like 70% changed? into the story mode. 
Oh, okay, you're a little bit farther than me. Have your thoughts uh, changed since last week, or is it just it's still awesome, right? Oh, it's it's still awesome. The story mode's fantastic. Um, the uh, courses I played online are great. Uh, people have been playing. I only made one course so far, and I'm very proud of the description. My description was something like, "You got to go through <laughs> and get the coins without getting a bad guy game over." Okay. That's my description. You know, you should put you should put your the link to it or the code for it in the show notes. I should. So it's called Coin it. Time Boogie. It's pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's it's pretty straightforward. But I just I just wanted to make one course and then before I, you know I'm gonna keep making them. But uh, yeah, right now I'm like I'm like all in on this story mode. It's so good. Yeah, um, it's it's cool. So it's not, funny. It's not just like here are some levels. It's like yeah. there's actually like sort of a little bit of meat to it. Yeah. Yeah, and like I like when the toads are like, "Hey, don't tell um, the boss," but I actually lost one of the guys. Can you go get him? And like you're going to a level, and you have to. The clear condition is you know save a toad, and you have to you yeah. have to bring him to the finish line with you. I don't know. There's just fun stuff like that. There, there is this one level I played that it didn't feel like Mario at all. It was like it was almost like a Metroidvania, which is just amazing that somebody made it. Like basically, you you had to like go through these pipes and collect keys and then use those keys to unlock doors to progress through the oh, level. Oh yeah, yeah, that was one of the story mode levels. Yeah, it, it's 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 Oh, it's so I, crazy. What's was possible? It, was it Yeah, I guess it was a story mode. Yeah. I thought that was one on online, but yeah, that was one of the story mode levels. Yeah. It's so, so like, crazy what's possible with this bag of ingredients. And right. someone remade the Deku tree from Ocarina oh, of Time. Oh man, that's that level. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've, that's, that's pretty interesting. I've also seen some really cool pixel art people have been doing with blocks. Like, yeah. like I, I can't think of an example, but yeah, like they'll like sort of like Minecraft style, like make these like portraits yeah. of, of people or portraits and, and then like zoom out and you can see. There's this, a like, lot of fun ones where you're in the clown car too. And you're just basically doing a, sh- a shoot 'em up level where you're just flying around shooting shit, you know? Yeah, man. Really, really awesome. Really fun. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I haven't played as many user-created ones. I'm mostly just really invested in story mode right now. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, I would highly recommend this game to everyone. Like, And if you don't like making stuff as much, you most like playing stuff, still get it. Because there's so many cool things being made. And there's a lot of good stuff that you can do in the story mode. And, honestly, you'll probably find yourself creating anyway. But I'm just saying, even if that's not your main draw, you should still you should still get it. Yeah, and this is a game, I think, that we'll be talking about like almost forever For years yeah, yeah because because like oh somebody made this weird thing you know that oh wow and then like everybody somebody goes back made to dark it. souls in mario Maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um cool what else have you been playing josh um so i uh uh we we got it we got a second xbox recently and um i uh downloaded sea of thieves uh because i hadn't played it since launch and uh my brother-in-law said a lot of things have improved and changed and he's playing it pretty regularly and um, I started playing uh, a little bit of that, and I would agree it's 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 a lot better. I also want to mention too, it's on Polygon's list of essential games to play. So uh, yeah, if you played it at launch and haven't played it since, definitely check it out again. It's really great. Um, what have they done to improve it? Like um, they've added more structure. They've added more like uh, kinds of ways to play. They've uh, created an arena mode, which is more supposed to be about PVE, which is kind of. Oh. People that mostly want to do that aren't necessarily playing in the adventure mode as much, you know, because uh, so it's, it's improved that because it used to be you're just trying to do your own thing and then people show up and just, you know, cannonball the fuck out of you and take all your shit, which is like, yeah, no, it's it's, it's a pirate game. But like, it's still frustrating if you're like, I'm just trying to complete this mission, you know, <laughs> so. So um, and like just, what it, other it people can better. other people like can kill you while you're trying to do a mission or something. Well, is that, they, is that they, what you're saying? They, 
they have an arena mode now, and 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 uh, I could be remembering wrong, but I, I think it was more difficult to play kind of like privately and like. Oh. That's how okay. I remember it being at launch. I could be wrong. I didn't know. I was thinking something like Dark Souls where people like invade you or something like that. Yeah, people can can take over your ship. Yeah. Yeah. They okay. can take your take, They so can invade you, yeah. You might have been working on the... like getting a bunch of gold and chests and completing missions for a while and then you're trying to go return it all and somebody yeah. can yeah. That's... So it's easier to kind of play undisturbed now. Um I guess my memory could be off on that, but I remember it being more difficult to just play undisturbed before. Um and like I don't know, they just added more structure, they've more done more quests, they've done like multiple like big, you know, of course, free updates. Um, yeah, they had their like yearly update. Uh, yeah, or the, so the year um, anniversary update. If anyone needs any more extra incentive to, you know, check it out, you know, just get a month of Game Pass, check it out in there. Um, and then also, I haven't been home a lot. Um, family's been coming in from out of state. Uh, Sister in law's here from New York. Brother in law's here from Texas and stuff like. You know, uncle's here from Michigan. So uh, I've been over at my wife's parents' house a lot, and so I've been playing a lot of Switch, of course, mostly. Mario Maker 2, and then I've also we've been playing some Jackbox Party Pack 5, which is, uh, those games are always a lot of fun, but oh, I would man. say 5 is one of my favorites so far, before I think 3 was my favorite. Yeah, those games are really, really funny, like, uh, playing with a group of people and just, like, laughing and stuff. Those and you are... don't even need, like, traditional, like, gamers or whatever, however you want to phrase it, to play those. Like, you got a phone, and then they're gonna yeah. say, yeah, and then, like, let's play a fun game. It's very intuitive, and just pick up and play. Cool. Um, Alright, and then let me touch on some games I've been playing. Um, I got back into Monster Hunter World because I'm getting ready for the Iceborne expansion, which will be out in September. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. And actually, I was playing with Grayson, uh, who submitted a question to us, and man, that game is amazing, but it's so much better when you play with a group of friends. Um, we were on these quests and just like getting our asses kicked, but also like doing fairly well and so it was really rewarding when we would like you know de de defeat a monster and get all these uh, uh items from it and stuff and man just what a fucking awesome game that i mean obviously it's capcom's um uh, best-selling game of all time and and you, you you dive in and you're like okay i can see why like there's so much depth and there's a lot of care and craft and stuff it's really really cool so yeah monster hunter world man that's a game that you can put so much time into and i just I love it so much, and I love playing with it. And good people. for Capcom, too, because it's, it's a very well-made game. Yeah. So I've been playing that, uh, and yeah, I really want to be prepared for the Iceborne expansion, so hopefully I'll be ready for that. I'm not very good at those games, but <laughs> they're fun nonetheless. Um, I got a code for Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition on Switch, and uh, so I... Can you I say that title again? I like hearing you say the title. Remastered edition. You seem to enjoy the title. Remastered edition. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. Um, and I was like pleasantly surprised. Actually, I never played that one uh, back. I think it was a 360 game, and uh, it you know it hiccups a little bit on Switch, and it, it doesn't look the best. But man, running around just like bashing things with a hammer. And, like, just, like, watching buildings collapse and stuff. That's, like, the, the whole appeal of those games. For those who don't know, you're, like, you're like on Mars, I guess. And, I don't know, it's, like, a shooter-ish. But the whole, like, the whole premise is, like, everything is destructible. And, yeah, you just, like, run around and, and your objectives are always, like, you know, blow down, you know, destroy this building and take out these enemies. And uh, you can just, like, bash everything with a sledgehammer. It's really fucking cool. So I don't know that I'll play much more of it, but it's a it's an interesting little game. And it's one that I hope we see a modern take on. And I actually do think THQ Nordic has something in development for that. I think I covered a story on PlayStation. Especially with them doing the, you know, the remastered. Edition. Yeah, and I think it sold well enough for them to like 
you know, warrant for it to warrant. That's a fun way to gauge interest because it gives the fans of something that of something of of a game something they want, and then it also like you know how did it sell? You know. Yeah. I guess the Legend of the K collection didn't do too well. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we touched on Mario Maker, uh, and then I just wanted to mention, yeah, Bloodstained. I've as much as I was giving that game a hard time, I still continued to play it, and I put probably like. 10 more hours into it something like that right um you're getting close to the end then it sounds like maybe i just defeated uh man i don't want to spoil anything oh i just got to the train segment oh okay so i guess i'm still right. early or i don't know you're early you're halfway through I'd oh say. halfway through okay cool um what i'd say though what before you get further into the game just uh don't defeat the end boss straight away okay like Go collect uh, everything else. You have to first. do more stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm a slow gamer. Like I, I usually don't plow through things very quickly. So yeah, I mm. I, I imagine uh, the the update will be out before I, I'm even like close to that section. But yeah, um, it, it's interesting because it does a lot of things right. Uh, yeah. I think like it's the sense of exploration is really really. I don't. It's like really rewarding, and when you when it works it's great and there are these there are sections when you know the frame rate doesn't slow down and like i know that's a weird thing to praise a game for hey the frame rate doesn't slow down but (laughs) but obviously you know we've touched on on how poorly it runs and so yeah like when it when it works okay but i will say that there were sections where literally it just like froze for a few seconds Mm -hmm. like that's like i couldn't move um and the and like the loading screens are just awful i mean we've harped on it enough but i i do think uh, you're saying in spite of those things, though, you're still enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. And I, I will say that if you're planning on getting it and you have access to multiple systems or a PC or something, get it on PC, get it on Xbox One. PS4. Yeah, yeah PS4. Uh, unless you, uh, let's see, if you're somebody who travels a lot, like, and that's, like, really important to you to play games on the go, or, you know, if all you have is a Switch, it's still playable. But yeah, I really would recommend. It would be a bad idea, maybe, to pick it up for a replay when it's on sale, like in a year or so on Switch, and then get it in PC or Xbox or PlayStation right now. You know, yeah. Yeah, I, I sometimes will double dip on a Switch game when it goes on sale. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, and then I don't have this on the dock, but literally like ten minutes before we started recording, I got the platinum in uh, Grand Theft Auto Three, which I talked oh, nice. about, I talked about before. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time. I don't know that it holds up very well today. But it's still really important, sort of like Link to the Past in that. Yet, yeah, you you may not have grown up with those games, but I think it, it, the their they're significance, important. yeah, yeah their significance. Game so and and I just want to say also that I think the trophy list for Grand Theft Auto Three um, is pretty good. Although I I really don't think those hundred percent trophies work well in games where there aren't specific trackers for things like right. Like, and that's something that I don't think they could have really fixed cause, without actually, like, redesigning the game itself. But, yeah, when, when there's something, when there's a trophy for getting 100%, or not a trophy, if there's just, like, you know, a 100% a percentage tracker, but there's no, like, specific breakdowns of, like, what attributes to what, or, like, a way to track that kind of stuff, it gets kind of The muddy. original Infamous was fucking awful for Was that. it Infamous I, for I that? think it, I did, I, the original, <laughs> I think, I didn't, yeah, it was. And I didn't get the platinum just because of that. Like it had like these small things you had to collect throughout the whole city, and it was like two hundred of them or something. And oh, they, they they weren't on the map or anything. I'm gonna so I'm, like, nah, I'm gonna I'm throw some shade it. at Xbox too, just you know to be fair. 
Um, I did a replay of like everything Halo last year, and uh, when I did the the little like touched up remaster of Halo Three ODST in the Master Chief Collection, like none of the achievements popped, like none of them. And I hadn't played it on the Xbox One; I'd only beaten it. Doesn't before. matter. The achievements don't matter anyway. The <laughs> points. <laughs> the point it's, it's all about the trophies dude yeah it's all about the trophies <laughs> well isn't the master chief collection notorious for being like broken still to this day it's or? been fixed a lot no it's it's okay. good now yeah no it, ever, i mean it it was embarrassing you, and terrible at launch but like it's it's great now they've fixed it did you ever get those trophies like did you get them to pop or the, pop i'm sorry eventually. i'm sorry not they'll the trophies that sucks. the achievements that sucks huh they'll, they'll pop someday man i had to happen <laughs> for gears of wars uh uh remake ultimate edition like six months after I beat it, I was playing something else, and all of a sudden, just like pop, pop, oh, pop, like they, they all pop. Weird. What? Yeah, it was really. You know, weird. you know, that's really funny. That actually happened to me while playing Grand Theft Auto. There's this section where you have to collect, uh, you have to deliver all these vehicles to this crane, and then they take it, they take the vehicle up, and I guess, well, I don't know what they do with it, they shove it up their ass, something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then, but anyway, but and like when you collect a vehicle, a little like bubble will pop up there, so you can like. Yeah, it's from them absorbing the vehicle through their ass. Yeah. Well, anyway, the bubbles were all there, but I didn't get credit for it. So I had to, like, walk on top of where that, like, little area was, and then the achievement popped. The trophy popped. Like, it it just wanted me to be right next to it for it to count. Really, really weird. It it didn't pop when it was supposed to. So, yeah, those older games are interesting. I think they're worth playing. They just a lot of times don't hold up. The Um, The moral of this week's episode is everybody fix your shit. (laughs) <laughs> we don't want bad frame rate. We don't want achievements and trophies not popping. Yeah, it's easy for us to say, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's been episode 28. Let's do uh, just a little bit of housekeeping here. Of course, you can find <clears throat> our show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere really that has uh, podcasts. Um, YouTube, yeah, I always forget about YouTube. we got to add that to the doc here. Um, uh, you can support us on Patreon. Toss us a dollar. Let us know we're doing a good job, uh, at least – help us pay for our monthly subscription here um and then of course we've got our shirts which you can purchase on teespring uh so let's do some plugging and then we'll call it a day uh chris where can people find you when you're not on active quest yeah you can find me at penwell rights on twitter um i have a series that i'm planning with uh, interviews with game characters that's coming up soon still waiting on uh lines from one voice actor uh but uh, I'll get to that shortly, I think. And, um, yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, uh, you can find me on Down Up Destiny on Twitch. And, uh, yeah, check out my Extra Life page as well. I'll put that in the description too. Cool. Uh, what about you, Josh? Where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols. I am on Twitch at JerkJersh77. <laughs> you can catch me catching some pondies in my pirate ship on Sea of Thieves probably this week. Pondies. <laughs> 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 Catching some fish and killing some skeleton boys. And then you can also, for sure, I promise you guys, I'm not going to let you down like my dad's let me down. Jesus I promise Christ. you guys, Chris and I are going to do Jeez. the first episode for uh, Quest Complete this month. This this past week was busy. So yeah. don't worry. I'm not going to Josh's dad you, okay? God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, on that a wonderful, happy note. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden uh, uh, at PlayStation Lifestyle covering news. Like I mentioned last week, I still have some stuff in the works. Everything is just really slow, and so it's just it. Well, I can't talk about it again, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens with those projects I have. Um, so yeah, that's been episode twenty-eight. Thank you everybody for listening. Remember, you can submit questions. Uh, 
uh, on our uh, you know when we do the tweets each week uh, on Fridays um, so just look out for that we'll have a thread posted uh, every Friday and yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening we really appreciate the questions all the feedback you guys have been awesome um, we're watching this little podcast grow so that's kind of fun um, so yeah any closing thoughts anybody before we say goodbye What's your favorite Lacroix, guys? That's, that's a burning Barry. question I have. Oh, Barry. God. Barry. Yeah, Barry's good. I like. Uh, there was one. I it was like cucumber something. I know that's really. Pretentious. Ooh, it's, it's cucumber like, melon. Yeah, I know it's really pretentious. Oh, um, oh. There was um, there was there was a pizza one I had. I'm lying. What? I'm, pizza? I'm lying. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I like pizza. I don't know. I don't know how. You found a pizza like Lacro- what? No, I'm lying. I said I'm lying. Oh, okay. I thought you were serious. Like, where the fuck did you All find right. this? All right, we need to get out. This is bad. We need to. All right, thank you everybody. For... <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. You guys are awesome. Bye. 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 Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.